This is a conspiracy channel. Tape 1. Welcome to the Hush Channel. The heavens is just another term for outer space. Angels are defined as heavenly beings. Aliens are defined as beings from the heavens. Semantics, programming, and perspective. They were the gods of our ancestors. They are the gods of today. Responsible for creating mankind, guiding mankind, overseeing mankind, and aiding mankind. The truth here is stranger than fiction. Here is the story. The Old Testament is told through the lenses of Shem's or Parkshad, Eber, Peleg, Abrahamic, Jacob, Israelite lineage. Despite the fact that Shem himself had four other sons outside of our Parkshad, and that all the formerly named sons also had their own children and lineages that stem from them. Not to mention, we never get the stories of the biblical patriarchs, sisters, and wives, and they are also, for the most part, excluded out of the Bible. These women often became the matriarchs of entire modern ethnic groups via being married off politically and being the daughters of the biblical patriarchs left out of the lineages which only lists the sons this information is vital and then there is the new testament which was rome's way of inserting itself into being a part of a people who were deemed to be god's chosen people the romans did this by way of the doctrine being inclusive of the gentiles hence the new testament the new testament is a collection of books say to be written by men who were already dead by the time they were written. The Romans were so patriotic and egotistical that they even included a book named after themselves to seal the deal. The book of Romans. The Romans are Yahoo's people but via colonization after the Babylonian captivity of the Jews, the Romans moved into Israel and they and other Yephetic groups assimilated into becoming Jews. May God enlarge Japheth, and may he dwell in the tents of Shem. May, 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 may God enlarge Japheth, and may he dwell in the tents of Shem, and may Canaan be his servant. Genesis chapter 9 verse 27. Biblical prophecy even foretells of Yathos lineage overtaking the identity of Shem's people. Ashkenaz, after all, is Yathos oldest grandson by way of his oldest son, Gomer. Yathos history is painted everywhere in the modern world and incorporated into elaborate productions even. History is often told by the victor after all, but this tape is not about Yathos nor Shem. We know their story front to back, back to front, better than our own. This tape is about the son whose descendants are categorized racially today as black. Every text, including the Bible, has a point of view and reason for being written. And everyone is the good guy when they are telling their view of what happened, including the villain. Thus, we need all sides to formulate a worthy opinion of the matter. In the Bible, Shem had five sons. The Bible follows Shem's Aparkshad, Peleg, Abrahamic, Jacob, Israelite lineage, and then proceeds to only follow its line of Judah, meaning all the other lineages of the Semites are disregarded. And to this day, when people cry out anti-Semitic, 
Semitic. It only pertains to the Jews, not to the rest of Asia, nor Africa, nor the Kemetic and Yephetic lineages, the other Semites mixed into from the beginning that began populating the Americas, Africa, and Europe. There is no Bible for them. So of course, only one lineage gets to tell their side of history. There is practically no storyline for Cam's lineage in the Bible. Almost every time Cam's lineage is mentioned in the Bible, they are associated as being giants and or pagans. Due to this lineage's association with such evil, they are looked over. But this lineage holds the answer to the gaps in the Bible and in the modern world and to ancient mythology because this was the first ruling class. If you look at the 36 tribes of giants mentioned in the Bible and look at the different lineages that stem from Cam, it is apparent that these tribes of Nephilim were named after the different lineages stemming from Cam. And these are the 36 tribes of giants listed in the Bible. Amalekites, Amorites, Anakims, Ashdothites, Aviums, Avites, Canaanites, Kephtorims, Ekronites, Emmons, Emmons, Eshkalonites, Gazathites, Gesherites, Gibbonites, Giblites, Girgashites, Gittites, Hittites, Havites, Horims, Horites, Jebusites, Cadmonites, Kenites, Kenizzites, Machathites, Manasites, Nephilim Asterisk Perizzites, Philistines, Raphames, Sidonians, Zamzumans, Zebusites, Zuzims. And these are the initial lineages of Cam according to the Bible. And the sons of Ham, Cush, and Mizraim, and Phut, and Canaan. And the sons of Cush, Seba, and Havilah, and Sabta, and Rama, and Sabteca, and the sons of Rama, Sheba, and Dedan. And Cush begat Nimrod, he began to be a mighty one in the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Wherefore it is said, even as Nimrod the mighty hunter before the Lord. And the beginning of his kingdom was Babel, and Erech, and Akkad, and Kalna, in the land of Shinar. Out of that land went forth Asher, and builded Nineveh, and the city Rehoboth, and Kalah, and Rezin between Nineveh and Kalah. The same is a great city. And Mizraim begat Ludim, and Anamim, and Lahabim, and Naphtuhim, and Pathrasim, and Kasluhim, out of whom came Philistim, and Kephtorim. And Canaan begat Sidon his firstborn, and Heth, and the Jebusite, and the Amorite, and the Gergesite, and the Hivite, and the Archite, and the Sinite, and the Arvidite, and the Zemurite, and the Hamathite, and afterward were the families of the Canaanites spread abroad. And the border of the Canaanites was from Sidon, as thou comest to Gerar, unto Gaza, as thou goest, unto Sodom, and Gomorrah, and Adma, and Zeboim, even unto Lasha. These are the sons of Ham, after their families, after their tongues, in their countries, and in their nations. The Book of Genesis, Chapter 6, Verses 6 to 20. I'll name 10 of the 36 tribes by name just as an example. The Amicalites, the Amorites, the Anakims, the Ashdothites, the Aviums, the Avites, the Canaanites, the Kaphtorims, the Equinites, and the Amends. These same tribes are named after the different lineages that stem from Cam. The Anakims specifically are said to be a term for the Anunnaki. This lineage, Cam's lineage, was exponentially still interbreeding with the fallen Anunnaki angels after the flood. The biblical evidence relies on how Genesis tells the story of how giants came to exist through the interbreeding of humans and the fallen angels. And here
here, these 36 tribes of giants are listed as being very much alive even after the flood that supposedly wiped them all out. And furthermore, here they are, named after Cam's lineages only. Other evidence relies on the tablets of Egypt and Sumeria where the line of kings are named and the first kings after the flood are considered demigods, meaning half human, half god, and half god by way of the angelic and Nuna humans considered gods. And it is because of this that Cam's lineage is mentioned with such a negative connotation and that they are called these giants and or pagans. Pagans because they carried on the stories, the culture, and the belief system that predate the flood, the knowledge of the old world and the Anunnaki. Their belief was different from that of the people who chose to follow biblical Yahweh. These were the people who wrote the Bible. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image, or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I the Lord thy God am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. The Book of Exodus, Chapter 20, Verses 3-5 to the term pagan just means that somebody is of a different belief system. So of course, Cam's lineage was referred to as pagans to the writers of the books of the Bible. These people, however, were what we would consider enlightened. Enlightenment brought the wherewithal to connect and command the nature around and within them, allowed them to know how to communicate with the Anunnaki and know their likes, their dislikes, how to appease them with herbs and stones and days and so forth were necessary to align to clearly communicate or exchange favors with these fallen Anunnaki angels. So contrary to popular belief, the gods of pagans mentioned in the Bible were not made up gods. They were the deities, the first humans prior to the great flood deemed as gods. These were the Anuna, a broad term that encompasses an array of different species of beings not from earth who descended down onto earth and played a part in the cultivation of this planet, the creation of mankind, the animals, the plants, and the earth. Given their advanced nature and their contribution and creation of mankind, of course they were deemed gods. This is spoken of in depth on the first creation tapes of this channel. These pagans of the Bible never forgot these entities, and those who are a part of ethnic groups and cultures which are typically associated with the practice of sorcery are groups of whom derive from such groups. Cam's lineage specifically were the most disobedient in regards to turning their backs on the entities who fought on mankind's behalf to be liberated and have free will. They refused to turn their backs on the entities who risked going down in history as evil fallen angels. Cam's were the ones who never forgot and for good reason. This knowledge or what is oversimplified and deemed sorcery and black magic in modern day is the forbidden knowledge that Anunnaki shared with the first humans that Cam and his lineage did not let go of as instructed to by the Anunnaki leader figure Enlil who placates as biblical Yahweh in modern day. Cam after all lived before, during, and after the flood. He was 200 years old when the flood began. He did not get one side of the story. He was there for it all. The Book of Giants is an apocryphal Jewish book which expands upon the Genesis narrative of the Hebrew Bible in a similar manner to the Book of Enoch. 
These two texts in combination with the books of Jasher, Jubilees, Genesis, and the Mesopotamian narratives paint a very vivid picture. A more complete picture than the Bible allows. As it pertains to this tape, we look to the book of Giants and the book of Enoch, chapters 15 to 16. The 200 angels seized 200 donkeys, 200 asses, 200 sheep and rams of the flock, 200 goats, 200 beasts of the field, from every animal, and from every bird, for experiments in inbreeding with humans, and all types of miscegenation. As a result, monsters were created amongst all the perversions, due to mingling animal seed with mortal women. The Book of Giants Wherefore have ye left the high, holy, and eternal heaven, and lain with women, and defiled yourselves with the daughters of men and taken to yourselves wives, and done like the children of earth, and begotten giants, as your sons? And though ye were holy, spiritual, living the eternal life, you have defiled yourselves with the blood of women, and have begotten children with the blood of flesh, and, as the children of men, have lusted after flesh and blood as those also do who die and perish. Therefore have I given them wives also that they might impregnate them, and beget children by them, that thus nothing might be wanting to them on earth. But you were formerly spiritual, living the eternal life, and immortal for all generations of the world. And therefore I have not appointed wives for you, for as for the spiritual ones of heaven, in heaven is their dwelling. And now, the giants, who are produced from the spirits and flesh, shall be called evil spirits upon the earth, and on the earth shall be their dwelling. Evil spirits have proceeded from their bodies, because they are born from men, and from the holy watchers is their beginning and primal origin. They shall be evil spirits on earth, and evil spirits shall they be called. As for the spirits of heaven, in heaven shall be their dwelling, but as for the spirits of the earth which were born upon the earth, on the earth shall be their dwelling. And the spirits of the giants afflict, oppress, destroy, attack, do battle, and work destruction on the earth, and cause trouble. They take no food, but nevertheless hunger and thirst, and cause offenses. And these spirits shall rise up against the children of men and against the women, because they have proceeded from them. From the days of the slaughter and destruction and death of the giants, from the souls of whose flesh the spirits, having gone forth, shall destroy without incurring judgment. Thus shall they destroy until the day of the consummation, the great judgment in which the age shall be consummated, over the watchers and the godless, ye, shall be wholly consummated. This is written in the first book of Enoch chapters 15 to 16. It is in the book of Giants where it is told that the angels not only made it with humans, but also the creatures of the air, the land, and the seas. Now, observing the oldest belief systems, there are common parallel stories and characters who despite their difference in names and their image being appropriated to the people recording their stories, their abilities, their personalities, their nature, their storylines, these are the same. This allows cross-referencing to pin down a realistic account that paints the world of the old as a much more fantastical era and time. It turns out that the creatures of what we now label as mythology were not myth at all and instead these were the children that were the results of the transgression spoken of in the book of Giants and Genesis. The transgression being the mating of the Anuna and humans and animals. The results were being such as fawns, sphinxes, werewolves, minotaurs, chimera, flying horses. These beings were half human, half Anuna or half Anuna and half animal. 
normal. These same creatures would then go on to interbreed with each other as well as humans and then their children would mate with other mixed species creatures as well as humans and animals and this cycle would repeat for many generations resulting in numerous combinations of anthropomorphic beings. Today when people see them or hear myths about them the descriptions of these hyper mixed entities are simply called monsters. People simply cannot imagine how this would look. These variations occur because there are different species of fallen angels or the Anunnaki. The variations most are familiar with are those that align with the different types of angels. With certain angels having multiple eyes, wings, and even multiple heads, warranting them to approach humans saying, fear ye not, because they understand that their forms are not what humans are used to seeing in today's time, or at all after the flood after a certain point. But as said before, there are more forms and species of these angelic Anunnaki entities than what is described as angelic forms. There's the Lyran, feline species, the Pleiadians, the Arcturians, the Reptilians, the Orinians, the Sirens, and so much more. Each group possessing different natures about themselves, deriving from different places in the universe, having different abilities. The Book of Giants states that the origin of demons begins when Biblical Yahweh, who is actually the Anunnaki entity Enlil, curses the mixed species offspring of the Anunnaki angels, damning them to die and be unable to ascend, and instead become disembodied spirits, cursed to roam the earth until the time appointed. This is why entities that most consider demonic appear in forms the human mind cannot comprehend. These are the disembodied spirits of the hybrid children of the humans, the animals, and the Anunnaki who were not all born humanoid. When people experience the humanoid disembodied children, they tend to experience something called the uncanny valley, which is when you experience fear upon seeing something that looks human but is not quite human. An example would be when people experience seeing shadow people like the hat man, for example, something that's darker than the night. Looks human, but it is something there that is quite off-putting, such as the stories of people who will meet a person and get an off vibe about them and maybe see a flash of that person's eyes turning fully black or perhaps their eyes disturb you because just maybe the iris is just a tad larger than your brain is used to seeing in a regular person or perhaps you catch a glimpse of their eyes turning reptile-like. But before that even happens, your spirit, your brain, your energy disagrees with them and is trying to set off your flight mode. These are examples of encounters with the humanoid disembodied children that often cause the uncanny valley effect. These children often can walk amongst humans going unnoticed which can be a more disturbing thought to some in comparison to seeing the disembodied anthropomorphic children who are more obvious as to what they are. It gets even more intense because rather they are anthropomorphic or humanoid, some of these children vibrate at high enough frequencies and or have abilities passed down genetically that they still possess even as disembodied spirits. Abilities that can make them physical, able to possess others, shapeshift, cloak themselves, abilities considered cities in Hinduism. And there is also the fact that some of these beings are not even evil, despite their appearance and form. 
So the comedic lineage were having relations with these fallen angels and their offspring and at an exponential rate in comparison to that of Shem and Yaphub's of whom the comedic lineage has subjected under Nimrod's reign directly after the flood as Nimrod moved all of Noah's lineages to Sumeria of which is still to date known as the first advanced cradle of civilization after the flood. Nimrod did that and later this land became known as Babylon after the attempted construction of the Tower of Babel. The Mesopotamian narratives are the oldest known creation stories and serves as the blueprint for all modern religion. In these recordings, it is gathered that those called the fallen angels were traitors on behalf of humanity, as humanity at that time were to only be enslaved and without free will and without knowledge. This means they were not enlightened. The fallen angels and their leader, Enki, who was biblically called Satan, rebelled against biblical Yahweh, who instructed the bondage of humans, who instructed humans to be ignorant and without free will and enlightenment. The plot twist here, in short, is that Enki is a reptilian, and because of his serpent phenotype and his humanoid nature, his appearance before Eve to help her create a tool to liberate her and her people against his brother in law becomes the story of the serpent in the Garden of Eden. Enki, however, is a master geneticist. He created mankind for Enlil to stop Enlil from massacring the Ajiji. The Ajiji were a lesser species who in some epics are considered the children of Enlil of whom Enlil actually left for dead as they cultivated the earth for 3600 years crying out for him to relieve them of their duty as they did not agree to work day in and day out for that long of a time. Enki's name in ancient Canaan was Yahoo. In ancient Hebrew, Enki's name is YHWH, Yahweh. As his brother Enlil was the head of all the Anunnaki on earth, Enlil was the god of gods. And his withering ear abilities plus dominancy coined him as the lord of the ear and the prince of the earth as he was the son of King Anu, making him a prince. King Anu is the father of the Anunnaki. Enki was also the son of King Anu, which made him prince of the underworld, the underworld being the abyss, which is the deep waters. It was not an innately good or evil domain. It was just what it was. Each Anuna entity had their role and or domain that they had to take care of. So thus, the Sumerians coined Enlil as the great administrator, which in their language was Satan, from which we get the term Satan. This refers to Enlil, not Enki. However, today, it is Enki that we call Satan, and it is Enlil that we call Yahweh. The names reversed. Enki, in other belief systems, is Horus, Osiris, Krishna, Jesus, Satan, Hades, Poseidon, and all their parallels. He is depicted as a merman initially, and was actually the Anunnaki entity who saved Noah and his family. And this is recorded in all the eldest stories on this planet. Enlil is Set, Jupiter, Thor, and a part of the Christian Trinity as well. This is the deity that is typically the highest deity or equal to the highest deity or a son of the highest deity. Often characterized by being the evil son or brother, but somehow still superior to the other gods. Enlil was very short-tempered and black and white about everything and also considered humans only good for being labor and mindless slaves. So when Enki genetically modified humans to be able to reproduce and have free will and knowledge, he went against Enlil's 
week. And this spiraled into Uno trying to wipe humans out via multiple floods and famines and then eventually just an all-out world flood. This is also why it is said that humans are born into sin because we were never supposed to be born without aid of the Anunnaki birth goddesses. Enki genetically modified us to be able to do so. The Anunnaki who stood on Enki's side were called evil and fallen angels because they challenged Enlo and were kind to the humans because these sand fallen angels were the angels that walked amongst the humans, worked alongside the humans, and interacted with the humans. The angels that stayed on the side of Enlil were the ones that had minimal contact with the humans. Interaction does defeat prejudice after all. It should be noted that in these epics, Noah is an avid follower and dear friend to Enki. It is not until after the flood when compromises are made between Enki and Enlil and their followers as well as with Noah that Noah proceeds to follow Enlil. And at this point, it is a matter of self-preservation on behalf of his family and future descendants, mankind. It is also because Enki never wanted Enlil's place. He never wanted to go against Enlil. Enlil is stubborn and Enki did not appreciate the way Enlil treated humans. Remember, humans were like Enki's babies because he created humans. So Enki did what was necessary to liberate humanity, including the risk of being at odds with his brother. In the epics, nobody is damned to hell. All the Anuna go back to their given domains to perform their given duties across the world. Even if their domains is in the underworld, that's where they went to be. Noah accepts that Enlil wants to be the only Anuna worshipped. Noah has seen what Enlil can and will do if this does not get obeyed and he rolls with it. Mind you, his children were there for all of this. Cam chose violence and did not choose to just roll over. In certain scripture, we read that the offspring, these giants, were evil to mankind. But it is more plausible that two things are true at the same time here. There was obviously a sect of people and heavenly beings who were disgusted by the mixing of species going on between the Anunnaki and the first humans. So opposed were the sect of Anuna and the first humans against the opposing side that they felt it was in their right to speak out against, to agitate and even cause harm to those that they considered to be committing a grave sin. In return, these offspring, while religiously they are deemed evil, they are still have angel, that is have Anunnaki. They still possess power and of course their Anuna parents are still angels despite being positioned as fallen and evil, which is simply a perspective not a fact here. These mixed species beings would of course harm those who sought to harm them. We see this in correlation to mixed race children in modern times. There are humans who are opposed to the mixing of races and if said mixed race children speak out or defend themselves against race if the races are the victors that tell the story, then these mixed race children and their parents are considered sinners and abominations, and thus spoken of in a negative regard. And if the stories that provide the perspective of the mixed race children and their parents are eradicated from history altogether, latter generations will innately believe the victor when they say that these children and their parents were abominations, that they were violent, and that their parents were committing a grave sin by race mixing. So yes, some of these mixed species beings were violent towards humans but likely as a response to being discriminated against and or attacked. They were not violent towards all humans but figuratively in the bible it says that the children ate their mothers when in fact the children likely ate those who were human like their mothers because those humans hated them and their mothers for conceiving the children of the Anunnaki. I would also like to point out that human men at the time were not crazy about having children nor the women who bore their children 
children as we see in the book of Jasher chapter 2 verses 19 to 22. For in those days the sons of men began to trespass against God and to transgress the commandments which he had commanded to Adam to be fruitful and multiply the earth. And some of the sons of men caused their wives to drink a drought that would render them barren in order that they might retain their figures and whereby their beautiful appearance might not fade. And when the sons of men caused some of their wives to drink Zillah drank with them. And the child-bearing women appeared abominable in the sight of their husbands as widows, whilst their husbands lived, for to the barren ones only were they attached. There is nothing new under the sun. You see men today slandering women with children, rendering them undateable, undesirable. You see human men today who will be happy with a woman for years, but as soon as a child arrives in the picture, married or not, you see the couple split. History repeats, except in these days, the angels walked amongst mankind. And those same women that these same human men left for childless women who they deemed undesirable, these were the same women that the angels wifed and and conceive more children with and it is in the nature of man to throw something away and as soon as somebody else better treasures it the man suddenly wants what he deemed as trash back and or suddenly has some animosity towards the one who collected treasure that was mistaken as trash so here goes tension between a sect of humans not all but a sect of humans doing a specific thing and the angels end of tape one